0: hi welcome to authentic conversation with kim i hope you all had a wonderful day and as always i have to say thank you so much for allowing authentic conversation with kim to be a part of your day i appreciate it and i hope that it has been um a blessing to you hope that you've been encouraged and um a little bit made a little bit wiser in your own thinking and thought. And um, wisdom we know is application, right? Is having knowledge and having proper application of that knowledge. And so we need that. We definitely need that in this day and time. Wisdom and discernment and vigilance. Those are some good traits, attributes to have. And they have to be developed, you know, through time. Y'all already know my saying, good counsel, what we listen to, what we engage from the day to day. You know, um, I watched a minister the other day and he was talking about how, you know, it's slowly, 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 and then suddenly. And if we notice that whether it be the good or the bad, he was referencing to bad. But whether it be good or bad, it's just processing it. You know, you do it, you do it, it, and all of a sudden you have this result. You know, I think about school. Think about how when we start and we just keep going, keep going, and you know, next you know you had graduation and it was process. And even through a year and age, and relationships and we recognize the work that we put in and the effort that we put in and who we are with those people in those situations it was what produces at the end and we you know my saying time always tells and I think the challenge is is you know when it's bad that we don't you know the consequences thereof um I read something the other day that said, um, karma, karma is the most patient gangster. Karma is the most patient gangster. You know, um, I told y'all, I saw this movie, um, well, I didn't see the movie, I saw the trailer, the trail of the movie, right? Is that what it's called? The trailer, yeah, of the movie. And the lady is sitting in front of the man um, in his office. And he says, you reap what you sow. And she says, I hope so. And oftentimes when we hear that, we hear it in a negative content, right? Like you're doing bad, you're going to reap bad. But if you reap good, you're going to reap a harvest of good, right? If you sow good. You won't reap a harvest of good. And so I say that to say that, um, yeah, time tells. And we just have to develop these attributes in us. And, I, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, sometimes they say you can't teach. Well, they say, not sometimes, but they say that um, you can't keep, teach a old dog new tricks, right? And then you have the, on the other side, you know, you always learn it. You never stop learning. You shouldn't. And the way all this stuff is happening, you ain't got no choice but to learn. And learn and come to the knowledge. And then knowledge is, you know, wisdom uh, application, right? And so I was thinking about that. And then, yes, I did. I watched the news. It was brief. I made a brief podcast. I watched the news, y'all. And that's the same way I was when I was all earlier with my little five-minute briefing. But I was just like, my goodness. And it's good to be, you know, aware of what's going on in that no current events and then even at this time. But I also know that, you know, it can become a little um too much. And again, as an analytical person, and you sitting there, you watching this. And again, it's like, what are you to believe? And if you are even to believe anything in regards to what someone says about someone else, right? And I've had a podcast on this before. When you're in um, a particular status, and you have a following, a large following and a public and then you in public service, then your life and, you know, what you do, your personal life, is not exclusively to you as a person. And then we also know there, you know, character assassination. And then we also know what's done in the dark, come out in the light, and then we also know time always tells and it was more than um what is it three decades i think it's about four decades of you know someone's career that you have to factor in and that's a big deal you know it's a big deal and then when we're you know just sitting and looking and as constituents or you know as being employed or you know as being aware or being involved then do you have to have a stance of belief and then it goes to the level of concern and investment and then you know some things are you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't affect everyone simultaneously. It might have a trickle effect, but it doesn't affect everybody always simultaneously. So then you have onlookers that, you know, it has nothing to do. There's no direct effect. Or it doesn't seem to be. Let me say that it doesn't seem to be. And so it's interesting how we as a society, And how we formulate our ideas and our practices and our beliefs and how it helps to determine our actions and or responses to things. And we can be easily manipulated and puppeted. We can be. And then we can also, you know, have a high level of scrutiny things as well and I think you know as I say sometimes or most of the time if not all the time we really have to take a step back from situations um and again predicated on the level of involvement or emotion or um participation if you will that take a step back to really evaluate all the factors, looking at the entire picture, the big picture. And especially when you're dealing with people's lives, I think that we've gotten to a place that we're so cavalier-like, you know, just off with your head or to the wolves or who cares or whatever. Like, it just so it becomes so easy just to cast away a personal, individual it has become so easy, and that's just, you know, frightening. i um, I read something that said that you're not, we're not, what is this? I want to get it right. It's, we're not bodies with souls. We're souls with bodies, and I thought that was deep. I thought that was intriguing. We're not. Souls with we're not bodies but souls. We're souls with bodies. And if I think that if we thought more in that way, then we would be more mindful of how we dealt with ourselves, one, and two, how we deal with other people. And you sit and you say, or well, I sit and I say, well, how long? You know what I mean? And for me, I realized that I really, I can say it, but I don't get to determine that. Obviously, no one really gets to determine that. So then it becomes, how do we navigate through the process of identifying and recognizing That there should be a certain behavior and should be a certain practice amongst us. So then it's like you be the change that you want to see, right? Oh, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. And that's really but all we can do. And then hopefully it's pearl knit, pearl. I know it sounds a little out of, you know, my, sounds a little utopia or whatever, (laughs) But um what idealistic maybe. And don't get me wrong, I totally see what the reality that we live in. And it's not all that bad, right? And so we try to find the good and it and the love and it and the peace in it, and in the joy in it, and the in the you know, when you get a good moment and you have a great relationship and you what you do, right? Are you hopeful? And then, you know, dysfunction has ceased. That's definitely possible. I don't think that's a farce. I think that we've been taught that it's a farce. You know, I saw, um there's a movie. um What is it called? Oh, oh, oh um, The Women. And there's two. There's one that was in, like, 1950-something. It's a black and white film. And then they remade it. With um, current actresses, of course, with current actresses and stuff, but it's called the women. And 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 the, one of the scenes, the woman tell the girl tells her friend, she says that in every relationship, betrayal is inevitable. And I was like, oh, <laughs> say it ain't so, say it ain't so, say it ain't so. Right, and we're not. I mean. You know, when I think of betrayal, you know I think of Judas. I got a podcast on that too, but I think of Judas. But again, you know, is is does that have to be my lot or your lot that going forward the relationships that we would encounter and engage that there would be any betrayal? One would hope not. One would want to say no, right? Because again... You hope and you think that as you meet people or you have relationships right now, and especially at our age, you know, if anything, is something that we're finding out like 10, 15 years later, depending on. Right. And then at that point, it's like, OK, we still been friends. It's, you know, but again, everybody to their own and how they would receive some information or how they would take it. Right. And again, we don't know. But I don't think that we go in anticipating or expecting betrayal or expecting lies or, you know, expecting hurt or, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody really signs up for it purposely or consciously, right? Maybe subconsciously, like, like this might not be the best thing, but I'm going to do it anyway, right? Or some people do, it's less like I'm all in, whatever, you know? But I think majority of people, when you, you know, sign the contract or when you shake the hand or when you say this, you don't really, or when they say it, rather, because it's some opposition in it. It's, you know, nobody thinks like that. I don't think. Most people don't think like that. They don't sign up for it. And yet and still, if it's inevitable, based on which, character set in a movie if it's inevitable then the question is how do you cope and that's the thing like coping amongst all the stuff that's going on it's a good word it's a good word and it's a good quality to have I don't know if I mentioned this it was some years ago and there was a um, blackout and thank God we haven't had one in a while. I don't know. I remember we used to have them, not often, but we had a few of them um, in New York. We had a few of them blackouts, like real blackouts, <laughs> real blackouts. But anyway, so we had a blackout um, a few years ago, and it was just strange to me because we don't think about it. We're not, no one, nobody's thinking about it. So, um people weren't really able to cope and not understanding that like in a blackout, like there's no electricity at all. You can have paid your bill, but there's no electricity, right? And so we go to flashlights and candles. And then that means that the refrigerator, you know, the items and stuff, and depending on how long is out, the electricity is out. And so you have people who aren't able to sit in quietness or you have a generation of people who haven't experienced certain things and no one is teaching them because they've been distracted because they haven't had to deal with a lot of things or deal with certain things or forgot certain things. And I ain't asking for a blackout. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, every now and again, a generator or something, it reboots itself. I don't even know what that's about. Or something, a line to go down or something like that. And it would be up in a few hours because we've gotten, you know, way more advanced. Way more advanced. It's so advanced that we can't even, and I say... I can't keep up. I just be like, "What?" And my pet peeve right now, my pet peeve. I'm putting it out there. So I have a podcast, and I was thinking, I was told you ever be talking, and you think you being heard, and you not being heard. So I was talking about my pet peeve my pet peeve right now is the apps and the passwords that's my pet peeve it's too much and when I sit and say oh I'm going to write down all it it would be too much and so, I was thinking, when it comes to new ones, it's just like with friends, like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So, that's my pet peeve. I had moose side for a while. But, being that I didn't catch the latter part of it. I'm just going, imagine my face.